Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Hope your Tuesday's going well. Lots to discuss football still being really top of mind. I mean, what else is going on? It's Super, Bowl, Super week. Bowl week. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, Combine will be here before you know it at the end of the month. Free agency. Bears are still in that. They're still in the front of a lot of people's brains as well. I saw a lot. Of, well, not a lot, but I saw a lot of clips of Bears questions being asked to participants in this weekend's contest. Whether it was Matt Maggie or... Patrick Mahomes or George Kittle, a lot of Bears questions addressed. Do you see uh, Braggs was uh, saw our guy? Uh, Greg so he had his dress shirt on. He looked good. Yeah, Braggs doing work. Uh, you got to give the guy so much credit for, for how hard he's worked, uh, what he's what he's made. Uh, he's always wanted to do this. Self-made guy. Self-made. Um, and, and he's made the transition to full-time at CHGO. This was him yesterday. And then we'll get to... Um, a conversation that we're going to have with Mike Lombardi. This is he asked these questions to Patrick Mahomes yesterday in the middle of uh, Super Bowl Media Day. Caleb gets a lot of comparisons to you. Do you think those are fair? And how do you think his game translates to the NFL? I mean, if you're able to have the success that he's had in college um, on the level that he's had it, it's going to translate. It's just about getting in the right system, um, continue to try to get better, and then, then you're going to deal with some adverse moments. How do you respond to those adverse moments? And um, I mean, he's, he's done a great job from everything I've seen. I'm sure he'll do a great job in the NFL. Would the Bears make a mistake without drafting him with the number one pick? Uh, I mean, that's a hard that's, I'm glad I don't get paid they, to make those decisions. They once, they once passed on you. Yeah, I know, but Justin Fields plays great football as well. And so I'm glad I'm not paid to make those decisions. But I think either way, they're, they're in a good, great position for the future. Um, and it's just about which way they want to make that decision. Good work by Braggs. I mean, in the middle of... Uh, on the brink of playing in another Super Bowl, he's answering Bears quarterback questions. Patrick Mahomes, just like just, he thought he would be. Again, I want, I want to. I'm waiting for the first player to respond. What are you talking about? They won ten games with him. He completes sixty percent. Like, I, I mean, I haven't heard a negative word. I, players aren't going to do that. So, uh, Lombardi's going to move to uh, four twenty. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Michael Lombardi coming up at uh, four, about 20 minutes from right now. Yeah, you're right. Because, and here's Greg Kittle. Greg Kittle was sure. asked. Yeah. He's a Bears fan. Remember right. this? Of course, yeah. <laughs> wow. This is putting on the spot. All of Chicago is in this one. I think what the Bears should do is, personally, I think they should trade back as many picks as they can and build around a guy that they've been trying to build around. Give the guy some actual options. I mean, he has options, but just help him out as much as you possibly can. But build him up as big as you can and What's he going to say? I would move on. I definitely, it hasn't worked. I think they definitely need to use the first. Guys aren't going to do that. Listen, maybe they feel that way, but like, do you know what kind of story that would be if they, I think it's less of a story if they support their. Their, their, you know, their, their fellow current NFL player yes. versus yeah. siding with a kid who's never taken a snap in the National Football League. Yeah, as I don't hold it against them. I mean, I think that that's the appropriate response by everybody. It's like you're going to ask DJ Moore and you're going to ask Jalen Johnson at the end of the year, which are valid questions. I'm not getting upset with the people that are asking the questions. What do you think they're going to say? 
you got to get that guy out of here. I can't play with him any longer. <laughs> what do you think they're going to say? That's news. The first right. guy to stand up and say, right. you know what? I think we need a clean break at the quarterback position. <laughs> right. no, Whether but, uh, you feel that way or not, that's not the appropriate response. Guys aren't going to say that. And Tyler looked at me and he goes, look, there's, there's George Kittle at the podium who's going to answer one way. And then there's the... There's the dinner that we had in Miami a few years ago. Now, it wasn't Justin. It was Trubisky where we had uh, what's it? Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Chris Jones come up to us. Wilbon's there. In a very honest draw. moment. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He didn't recognize us. Chris Jones recognizes Wilbon. It's, it's you, me, Abdallah, and yeah. Wilbon sit, sitting with us. We're at what is it? Prime One Twelve is that the it name was, of it? Yeah, it was the it was the most popular restaurant in Miami. It's the most popular restaurant. The only Every, reason we were there who? was because Wilbon got us in there, right? No, 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 no. So uh, Flom got us. Oh, in there. that's right. Yeah. Flom got Flom us. Flom got in. us the reservation. My so apologies, we, David. We had a, we had a party for four. We had a, a prime spot at Prime One Twelve. The, and, and the entire Chiefs team is there. Yeah. And then there's a, a table behind us. There's Shafty. There's all the ESPN crew. Yeah. Everybody like us. And Wilbon says, I don't want to sit with them. I want to sit with my Chicago guys. So Wilbon's having dinner with us. And Chris Jones sees him. And Chris Jones comes up to our table. And he, he sits down and he starts having a conference. Where are you guys from? And he introduces himself to all yeah. of us. We do a show in Chicago, and he starts telling us about, he goes, Cam, right? Was he trying to sell yes. us on Cam? Cam's going to be your next quarterback. Yeah, he goes, you guys need to get rid of Trubisky. <laughs> you guys need to get rid of Trubisky. You guys need to sign Cam. And listen, I'm not suggesting that in one of those, you know, honest moments, guys wouldn't still speak highly of Justin. I just, if anybody is is going to take what is being said in those those environments and run with them... Okay. Yeah, if Chris Jones was on the podium and we were at media day and we said to Chris Jones, hey, Chris, what do you think the Bears should do with Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky? You think, oh, I think you should sign Cam oh, on the podium? You're going to pull the plug on that, that, that character. You need a new quarter. Right. The likelihood of that happening is very slim. Yeah. It's very low, very low percentage. And that was the year that the Bears played the Chiefs right. in the regular season. So they saw Trubisky firsthand, and the word was is a lot of the players offensively were making fun of Trubisky. The the Chiefs offensive players were watching the Bears' offense work, and they were almost, I, the word was, is they were laughing that they chose Trubisky over Mahomes. Yeah. That was my, in 19, my, right? I, I don't know this to be true. My guess is, is our offense, and I mean our, I mean the Bears' offensive performance against the Chiefs this year in Kansas City, was probably comparable. Remember, our team scored a late garbage touchdown down 40-something to three. That's true. So I was there. It was a hot day. And, yeah, they they just got completely outclassed in that one. So it's cool to hear other players in the league, guys that are preparing to play in the Super Bowl, talk about our guys, but put it in perspective. Derek in Brooklyn. What's on your mind, Derek? Hey, what's up, Waddle Silly? How y'all doing, man? what's going on? Chilling, chill. Listen, man, what is going on with these these takes that these um callers is calling? How the guy going to call up a little while ago talking about uh, Caleb didn't do this against Notre Dame, but he beat Notre Dame the year before that? So right. I don't understand. And then here's my thing. You asked them 
about it being a better upgrade or generational. The guy said he didn't think, but you think Justin's a generational player? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, listen, I'm ready to upgrade. I love Justin. I think Justin has tried his best to be a great Chicago Bear, and I respect him for that. But listen, at the end of the day, it's all about results, and we need to upgrade from him to Caleb. Love you guys. Always listen. Just want to chime in. Take it easy. Go Bears. Bear down. Thank you. There's Derek. Thank you, Derek. Uh, let's go to uh, Chevy in uh, Charleston. What's up, What's up, Chevy? What's up, guys? How, How are you? Sylvie, did I hear you've never been to the state of South Carolina? What's that? Have you never been to the state of South Carolina? I have never been to South Carolina. Is that weird? Kind of, but I'll, I'll just give you a tip. Uh, you were talking about Myrtle Beach, the Dirtle Myrtle. The dirt. place is a dump. Never go to it. Really? Take your wife. Charming weekend down to Charleston. Yeah, Charleston, Kiowa. Yeah, it's, it's great down here. Is that so, where you would go, Charleston? Yes. We go to Charleston and Kiowa. We go to Kiowa yep. Island. Oh, yeah, that's... That's 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 another level right there. So big foodie town, right? It's, it's not Myrtle, and Myrtle's a, it's just kind of a different experience. There's Myrtle, there's Hilton Head, there's Charleston and Kiowa. What for makes me. Myrtle like it. a dump? Uh, it's it, just I I went to Myrtle it, Beach for my senior high school trip. It looks it, okay. It looks like it would have been awesome in the eighties. That's when and I went. Yes. Nobody's touched it since. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah, hasn't so been cleaned up since you. my crew went through there. Yeah, yeah. A few crews have been through there. No. Um, so I got a question for you, and this is on the Justin, um, you know, Williams debacle. You know, what if through your diligence of doing your homework, um, what I want to know is what you would do, and more importantly, what do you think Ryan Poles will do if he determines through he's got all the all world talent, um, but there are some serious concerns with his study time, film, what it's going to take to be a field general like your, like your greats, right? I, I don't even think you have to, for me at least, you don't even have to elaborate. If you have, as you describe them, serious concerns, then I'm going in a different direction. I cannot, I can't use the first overall pick in the, in the NFL draft on someone that I have serious concerns about. Okay. That's just so, me. Yeah. What do you think, Sylvie? No, I, I mean, like. I think Waddle has simply he's put it the best: the keep it simple, stupid method. If you think that Caleb Williams solves your quarterback issue once and for all, it doesn't matter how many picks you get. But he checks all the boxes, and you know how Poles feels. The guy's got to right. love football. The guy's got to practice hard. The guy's got to be respected inside that building, and he is a star on the field. You pick him. You don't worry about being cute and trading down a spot and getting a tick below in Drake May. You take the player. But if you have yep. concerns, just like you did with with Carter or any other player, he does it. Then, then you then you do get draft capital. Here, this is what I would say too, because um, the one thing that I, I I can't I can't subscribe to the absolutes on either end. Everyone that says, well, Caleb Williams is going to be that generational guy. You have to pick him. He's going to be Patrick Mahomes, second coming to Patrick Mahomes. I can't go there. Same way I can't sit here and listen to people say there's no chance. You can't convince me that upgrading or moving off of Justin is a logical option. And let me just, and again, I will preface this by saying I've said for three years now, 
shared culpability for me would be the explanation for why things haven't gone well. He hasn't been dealt a great hand. Okay, he hasn't been in the best of situations. There hasn't been a ton around him inside his huddle. He hasn't had the best coaching either. So that is all a given. He has played in 40 games as a Bear, 37 starts. He's accounted for 54 total touchdowns, 41 total turnovers, 135 sacks, and has completed 60% of his passes over the course of that time. Now, again, I'm not going to argue with you if you want to move forward with Justin. I'm not going to argue with you if you would like to move forward with Caleb Williams. I can't read you these stats. And by the way, 10 and 27 as a starter. And again, the record is not always a great indication. It's not a great indication of how good a quarterback is. It's not a great quarterback stat. There are better quarterback stats. But I can't give you those numbers, 10 for 20, uh, 10 and 27 as a starter. 54 total touchdowns, 41 total turnovers, 135 total sacks taken, 60% completion. And I can't accept somebody saying to me, you can't make a legitimate case for moving on from him. I can. I just gave it to you. Now, again, I'm not blaming it all on him. But I can be convinced that there's a better option out there. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying to you. And I haven't watched the film yet. But I'm not so head in the ground, stuck and stubborn with sticking with this and trading the pick for a haul and just blaming everyone else and suggesting that a new coordinator and all this grand talent is all of a sudden going to elevate Justin to a level. It may, but I can also draw you a a, a scenario where it may not. And that's why I can't just put my foot in the ground and say, we have to move forward with Justin. No, I think you can get better than what you've seen from him. Can he continue to improve? I'm sure he can. But if you can, if you come to the conclusion after all of this hard work that there's somebody out there that you can select with the first overall pick that gives you a better chance to get to where you're going to go, I don't know how you don't use that pick. Because I've just given you numbers and statistics that aren't all his fault. But they aren't screaming to you, we have to keep him, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's well said. All right, Mike Lombardi is going to be joining us next. I think he may echo exactly what you say. Uh, but we'll see if he thinks that Justin's improved at all. And then again, the Montez Sweat deal he was not a fan of. Does he want to apologize for that? We'll see next with Mike Lombardi. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We'll continue to take your phone calls on Super Bowl week. A lot of talks still on Fields and Caleb Williams. It's not going away. I shouldn't even say still. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna continue until there's clarification sure. on what the Bears do, and uh, there's a proclamation, or there's a trade of Fields, or they they trade the I, number one pick. That was another point in the conversation with Shefty that it was kind of a little. I I, I kind of am on the other side of the equation. I I agree. Who was it that said it yesterday that it will be? Maybe it was Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike that said, listen, this if they are going to move on from Justin and trade him, they need to do it sooner rather than later so that you maintain the maximum number of options before things start to fill up. I heard that from Breer first and then Canty on okay. his show yesterday. They both are in agreement that 
they think they should make a deal at around the combine. Like, or at least agree to a deal, because I don't know if a, a deal could go through until the league year happens. But, you know, you get the framework of a deal, and then uh, uh, then it goes through to beat free agency. Right. Because Cousins is a free agent, and the guys that Shefty mentioned, Garner Minshew and Baker, Bro- Mayfield. Baker May- Mayfield and... You know, um, Tannehill, uh, too. Russell Wilson could become free. I don't know how that's going to shake out all, all, all those different things. But, but yeah, and we're, we're awaiting Mike Lombardi still. But um, let me play you a couple while we're on this. The entire Adam Schefter interview is available on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, ESPN Chicago. Or you could download it as well on the ESPN Chicago app. This is um, the teams interested in Justin Fields. On, on, yes, are there a lot of teams interested in Justin Fields? Do you believe they would get a second-round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely. Definitely? I, definitely. I, th- I think they might get a one. Really? I do, yeah. So that's uh, as far as the compensation is concerned. Because, um, and then I think you followed up by asking about the teams, and he goes, just write out all the teams that you think would, would need a quarterback, and, and there you go. And I, we, I mean, that we tried to put that list together on the fly yesterday. Well, you, Tyler, call up DraftKings, like, because um, I want to play another bite here and, and give Waddle all the uh, odds on DraftKings as far as what they are right now on who are the favorites to land fields, all the teams that they have on the board for fields. I think Denver's on there, too. Um, Here's Shefty on, would the Bears still receive a big haul if they would have to trade with the commanders if Caleb Williams would demand a trade out of Chicago? Absolutely. Uh, And I don't even know what you guys have discussed as potential compensation, Uh, but to me, it's at a minimum of two ones. Start there. Minimum. Yeah, because Yurko and, was like throwing at us like a third, like because it's only one spot. We said, screw no, that. that like, that you get matter. the world. Yeah. That the, I don't care that it's one spot. It's, it's one spot for one allegedly generational talent. And if he is what people say, and you want him, and you are the Bears, and you're giving up the right to go pick this guy for whatever reason, then, then you're going to be and should be compensated. I need a clarification. Some people just think that, you text know. Text him. Yeah. Uh, Shefty? Text Shefty about it? Yeah. He's probably on to the next concept. What are you bothering me for, Waddle? Didn't you, I give you enough of my... No, I'm joking. You want to know if the two ones mean swapping ones, right. if that's because inclu- I, I don't believe... I, I think that a, a one in 2025 and a one in 2026 is a price that... You could ask for it. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'll ask for it. I don't think you'll get it. But my counter to you is, do you want him? Uh, if you're Washington, do you want him? Yeah, I do want him. Then, then, but I'm not paying that. Okay, then you don't I get got it. it. Right. That's my but point. Like you could demand. There are other teams. Like, would Caleb Williams only demand to go to Washington? I don't know. I, I mean, I, even even the 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 look the the Washington Commanders may say, yeah, we definitely want him, but because we've got a brand new GM and we're rebuilding. We'll give you next year's one and some other stuff, but I'm not giving you a 2026 first-round pick either. I'll draft Drake May, or I'll draft Jaden Daniels, or we'll go somewhere else. It's, I mean, 
They just may what have a point where they say stop. Payne, like Duran, like the maybe they'll give a last player year, to last it. year's playbook. The Duran Payne and a one. Maybe you they'll know, do the that. swap of the one next year's one. Duran Payne, something like like he said as a starting point. Like uh, again, like he could say that he wants to play in Washington, but would another team be a po- possible if he says he doesn't want to play for you? Like if he says I don't want to play for the Bears. Is he only going to say the commanders? Like again, I don't know. Uh, tomorrow I want to go more in depth on this because we're we're very guesty today. But the commanders, like again, we talked a little bit about today, the Bears not being a real good place for developing quarterbacks and and having great playoff success since two thousand. Do you know that the commanders have the fifth worst record in the entire NFL? I wouldn't be shocked. No, no. So yeah. like. The Commanders have 10 seasons where they have won six games or less. The Commanders have only won 10 games twice in the last 25 years. And those two seasons, they only reached 10. It's not like they won 11 or 12. This is a team that is a perennial loser. And I know they've sold and they are no longer owned by Dan Snyder. But you are not, it, it may be your hometown, so you should know better than anybody that this is not a team that you may demand to go to that is a guarantee to win. And if you do demand to go there, you are also crippling their future by asking them to trade draft capital for you. There is no guarantee by going to the commanders that you are going to win. I think that what they would tell you is the selling point is is I'm playing at home, and I have more. There's there there is more. uh, It's not stability. I was going to say security. It's stability, because if things don't go well in year one with the Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn's not getting fired. What if I go to Chicago and things don't go well in year one there? They may blow out the coach. I don't believe that that I mean, talking about going to Washington versus the Bears because the Bears have a history of 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 not developing a quarterback. That's a straw man argument. There's some validity to it. But what happens in 2024 and beyond is in no way, shape or form, in my opinion, connected to what happened in 1984. Right. Right. There's no I can't draw the line before that or between those things. There there's one team in the last 15 years as part of my research. One team in, like, the last 15 years that had seven wins who drafted first. Do you know who that team is? The last 15 years. And they drafted a quarterback. Rams and Goff? Yes. When they traded up. They traded up. And, by the way, they fired their coach after a year. Jeff Fisher? Jeff Fisher. They hired Sean McVay the very next year. Two years later, Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying this is the playbook. I'm telling you the Bears are in rarefied air as a seven-win team drafting in the number one spot. This is a good position to be in. The Williams family should be very excited to go to a seven-win team. Jared Goff, in his second year, played for an 11-win team. Jared Goff, in his third season, played in a Super Bowl as the number one overall pick. And oh, by the way, Caleb Williams is way better than Jared Goff. So most most teams who are drafting with the number one overall pick, 
like the Commanders, have three wins, have two wins. A couple of teams in the last decade had zero wins. The Cleveland Browns, zero wins. The Detroit Lions, when they drafted Matt Stafford, had zero wins. The Chicago Bears are one of the best landing spots. And take it from me, I've been a Bears hater for many, many years because of the way they've run their franchise. The Bears, with seven wins, is one of the best landing spots for a quarterback at the number one pick in a long, long time. Maybe the Williams camp feels that way, too. Yeah, I would hope so. Wilbon like, brought this up to me Friday, and I said, you know what, I got to dig deep in this. And, and he knows Washington and Chicago very well. And when we talked to him for a brief time on Friday about all of this with the coward stuff, and he didn't want to suffer any of that. <laughs> but, like, he brought that up. He goes, look, look at what the commanders yeah. have been. And uh, Michael Wilbon joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. He's brought to you by Waddles Guys. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW, all in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. What's up, Michael? What's happening, fellas? Um, just this talk about uh, Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, yep. and the Bears' yep. future. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, round and round we go now. Groundhog you know, it's dragged me in from the other perspective now, uh, Washington, <laughs> D.C., and uh, the most complete. It's, it's funny to hear, you know, people talking on television about the Bears not being a great landing spot, Sylvia, to follow up your point. And there's no, there's no franchise in the NFL that's been more dysfunctional for 25 years, a quarter century, than Washington. Now, they have new ownership. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 franchise wasn't dysfunctional before Dan before Dan Snyder. As a matter of fact, they went to four Super Bowls, won three of them in a in a reasonable amount of time, and they were a model franchise in a lot of ways until Snyder got there. Twenty five years of him, they were completely dysfunctional, and so now they've got new ownership. And there's nothing to suggest that new ownership led by Josh Harris, who's owned other franchises in other major league um, situations, is going to be anything but a terrific owner. Uh, and the ownership group, and a couple of whom are good friends of mine. So, you know, so it's an interesting thing um, as Washington goes into remaking its franchise and being very assertive and, and, and bringing in the offensive coordinator they have is not a coincidence. And if you are a franchise that doesn't know who your quarterback is and you have the number two pick and Caleb Williams is sitting there no higher than one spot above you, it's not a coincidence that you, you're going to go big game hunting. So let's see where that goes. I don't know how they feel about that. I, I think they're, uh, they're certainly they're, they're cons to living and being a professional athlete in the place where you grew up. I know a professional athlete, and I'm not going to name him, a, good, dear, a dear friend who, who grew up in greater Washington who's a Hall of Famer. And a couple of times early in his career, when he was going to become a free agent, he said to me, do not ask me publicly wh- why, whether I'm going to come home or not, because I'm not coming. <laughs> Never going to happen. Okay? Never going to happen. Which said, sport? Why is it not going to happen? Which sport? NBA. And he said to me, you know the perils of doing that. The, possibly. I love my home. I love my hometown. But I don't need to be there. I don't need to live and try to play there. And by the way, you know, there are people who, who, who presumed that Kevin Durant was going to want to come home when he was a free agent to Washington, and he did not. 
And I'm so the first person, obviously, I was not talking about Kevin Durant. And so, you know, it's an interesting thing, the notion of do you want to come home and is that the best thing for you? I don't, I don't know what the draw is for a grown man, which you are when you're, you're 20, 21, 22, 23, just coming home to play. If it's a great franchise, fine. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to Kansas City to play, fantastic. If you're going you know, somewhere else, if you're going to San Francisco because it's your hometown, fine. I don't know, and with no disrespect meant to the fine people of Washington, D.C., I don't know what the enormous draw would be going back to your hometown of D.C. I would want to go somewhere where I could succeed and have a great opportunity to have a fruitful career. That would be what was most important to me. You can do that. What I find is you can do that anywhere. Right. Because these things are cyclical. Well, that's my point, Mike. I don't have to go back home to do that. And by the way, that's the point. Yes, you're right. I mean, your recent history isn't very, isn't very good in, in, in Washington with regard to the football team. Well, but you're not looking at recent history. There are enough people there, including his parents, who remembered. It's not hard because I I remember because I was covering them. You get you guys make fun of me and want to play a drinking game when I mention Joe Gibbs. How many coaches have been to three Super Bowls? Did Andy Reid how many have won three? How I mean, many? Bill Walsh, Tom Landry, Noel Belichick. That's it. So one of those four coaches was the coach of the Washington professional football team. So you so again, this stuff is cyclical. And so I'm not gonna act like, well, um, hello? Hello? It, the DC it, cell service it, isn't great. Though. If it's cyclical, it's our. It's time for our cycle then yeah. too. Well, my point would be that's cool, but how about coming to Chicago and being the first quarterback that ever yes. joined the elite crew, and being second only to one Michael Jeffrey Jordan yes, in terms definitely. of how people view you as a sports person. We've always said that that the the star quarterback on oh, the Bears this team is going to own this city. It it that that player will be as popular maybe just a, a tad below MJ. Yeah, be the person that comes here and becomes that first elite quarterback in the history of this franchise. Wilbon, we lost you for a second. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I can hear you guys the whole time. I, it, it's still it's been a hundred years. And the Bears haven't developed that person at that That's position, okay. the most important position in sport. You're going to be I mean, the first. So, so That's I, what I'd be selling I, them. You know, well, okay, you can sell them, but the, the you know the betting odds are not good. I mean, there's been a professional franchise in Chicago owned by one family for 104 years. Okay, but let me. And they've been unable, to, and they've missed, and that that franchise has mismanaged. Yes. The drafting and development of the quarterback for 104 years, except for. Sid Luckman and Jim McMahon. I know, okay, but, and, that, and, and listen, I, this is a hard argument for me to make, and I know that I'm arguing from a position of weakness, but I don't, I can't connect the dots between Ryan Poles and Shane Waldron and Kevin Warren with everybody that was running the franchise and in their, their roles back in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. I mean, I, I would say the same thing about... If I'm Ryan Poles, I don't shy away from drafting a quarterback first overall because this is a franchise that's never developed a, a marquee quarterback. I get that, but I, I get that, but then you're doing the same thing with Washington. You're just saying, why would you want to go there? So doesn't the same thing apply? Yeah, so I, that's all I'm saying is, is like that's why I, I, I think these two options should be on a level play, playing rather. Yes, that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? 
You're opting out of yeah, one I to do. go to the other. Right. Like it, the set, the one that you'd be opting out to go to isn't any better than the one that you're right. you're you're bypassing. You on the same yeah. level. That's right. Yeah. That's all That's we're right. saying. So you can you can you can play this game with yes. both franchises. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Partic- particularly both of these. Yes. For different reasons, very different reasons. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, how he feels about that. Um, uh, if there's a strong feeling about it, I don't know if he grew up a Redskins fan. I don't know that. Um, you know, you could make a call and find out and then let us know. Then you could let us know your buddies, let your buddies know, give us a little inside info. Yeah. I'm too old to be on anybody's beat anymore. (laughs) Those days are over. So I will let others make those calls okay, and that's I will react. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll, I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll ask a question. I'll find out at some point. But, you know, um, it's still going to, I think, come down. And by the way, if the Bears wanted to really do this, why didn't they close the deal with Kingsbury? I if, they mean, wanted to get the, if they wanted to get the upper hand, if there's an upper hand, I'm presuming now. Then you know. Are we making too much of the? Are we making too much of the Kingsbury connection though? Like Kingsbury was an offensive like assistant in a smaller role. If this was Lincoln Riley, yeah. yeah. If this was Lincoln Riley, I think I could connect those dots. Agree. I totally agree. Maybe maybe there's too much being made. Maybe Lincoln. Maybe um, Kingsbury has told him I like the kid from LSU just as much. Right. Maybe you know we don't. Or, I mean we don't know. We don't. There's, there's too much. There's too much Drake presumption. There's a, lot, there's a lot of presumption. Derek May from the I, Cubs. I know. <laughs> Number twenty-seven. I, I Drake May. Listen, forgive us, Mike, for fighting for our home franchise here and saying that. Hey, this is just as good a landing spot as the Washington Commanders for crying out loud. That's what we're well, doing. I, I think it is. I think it is. But my point is, we. I don't know. What, but if I was from Washington, I don't know that I'd feel that way. Okay. But I gotta, you know what I mean. I gotta, know, we gotta, we gotta sell our. our he grew hometown. up, you know. He grew up right there. I mean, you know, he his high school, which is my son's high school, um, is you know it's a deep go route to get to <laughs> the old dilapidated stadium that is no longer. It looks like, you, oh my goodness, Tommy, you played at RFK. Um, it now looks like something out of a horror movie, like a prop from a horror movie. RFK with moss growing. They didn't out bring of the that thing down, the don't they? Usually, when they're not being used, don't they? They bring. Well, those... it was being used. It was being used for soccer. Oh. Um, and being used for other things. So, and it's it's a it's a it's it was called DC Stadium at first. It was built for the people of DC with those tax dollars. It was not built by or for the Redskins. Um, so you know there was some. Hurdles probably in tearing it down, which God knows it ought to be. One look at it, I, I, and you just go, "Are you serious?" That is the place that used to be the greatest home field advantage in, um, in 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 the NFL, which I, I think really it was for a while. Um, so yeah, I, but you know, he grew up with that. How big is how big a uh, a Redskin fan was his dad? Is I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, so I don't know how he feels. Is that the comfort level, DC? That franchise has a real interesting history. It was also the last to integrate. There's a lot of older black men, older than me, who are from there, who um, who, who 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 hated that team. Your best is right here. Who hated that team, and who cheered for the Cowboys and the Raiders, and they cheered for 
for, for, for Gil Brandt and Tex Schramm and Al Davis, who went and drafted players from small black colleges, and they hated the Redskins. And so I don't know whether his dad is, is in which camp. I mean, it, it's something I've observed over a period of time. Um, when I first got there, I was like, wow, how come there's so many Cowboys fans here? And it was explained to me, you know, that sort of real, we, we don't have that. We don't have that sort of, um, you know, sort of irony uh, over a fan over a fan base with the, with the Bears. So I don't know how he feels about it, whether he considers it home, whether it reminds him of home, whether he's one of those kids like my friend in the NBA who said, get me out of here. I love it, but I want to be somewhere else. And this guy played about 18 years in the NBA, and he never played one minute in a home uniform. Michael, so, yeah. People, people can overstate it if they want, but it doesn't help us figure it out. Michael Wilbon joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Um, while we're on the subject of old stadiums, uh, are you going to do a victory lap on us on, on Soldier Field? And do you expect Ooh. that to uh, be announced officially soon? You guys must be. You must know something I don't know. I, I've not been following. So Crane, anyway. Crane, Chicago business on Friday wrote yeah. the story that the Bears are preparing to make public that they're going to probably ex- be exclusively focusing on the yeah. properties of the South Lot and the old McCormick Place to build the new yeah. Dome Stadium on. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, it's, I can't, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not big on, I'm not big on dumb stories gathering speed because they're overstated. And then I come back later and say, what do we need to, you know what I want, you know what I'm like you guys to do? This, this is what I'll do. If I, if I had any leverage over you two and you people do. who know you do. You do. me, you know how much I love you guys and I do. And we love I you back, back and that's the reason I, why I would, we'll do whatever you ask us to do. I would, I would hate like for you a to real. Hate us, I would like a real. I would like a real with my most strident, angry insistences that that that's all that would happen. They would never leave the lakefront. How about if we and we could go back and get a re put together a reel of like weeks, just a little sound bite. Just of me saying, this is the dumbest thing, and it's never going to happen. Or we just send you a video of of Clint Eastwood standing on his porch screaming, "Get off my lawn!" No, that's not right. No, you were right. You were right. You weren't. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, it, it's not. This wasn't. This wasn't even hard. I know. Well, they, 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 they did buy the, even difficult. They did buy the land and knock down Arlington for goodness' sake. Let me ask you something. So, <laughs> How hard is it for people with billions of dollars to buy some damn land? No, I know that, but still, they, they went through a lot to get back to the city. No, by they the way, didn't. by the way, Mike, no, you know, you know that the McCaskey family may be worth a couple of billion dollars, but in terms of what right. they have access to, probably aren't well, really yeah, not as wealthy as some other owners that right. we talk about. Right. But still, that land is come on. Come on, it was like okay. you know buying Manhattan in you know eighteen. Stop. Okay. It, 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 it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was never going to matter. And they were never going to move there. Okay. They're going to they're going to figure out how to put that thing on the lakefront, which is where it belongs, where the bears should be. Okay. I didn't. I send you guys video one week when I was standing out there. Yes, you did. I'm, I was taking pictures. 
of his back is so yeah. you feel it's so beautiful. I was about to weep. Yeah. And at some point, I'm standing there, and, and Richard Dent sees me. He goes, "What the hell are you doing?" And I said, "I'm getting back at Wadlin Sylvie. Leave me alone." <laughs> so you were right. Okay. Yes. So but- let's uh, we, so let's we have consented to that. We you were right. We were wrong. So now what we need to do is come up with a solution for what's going to go on up in Arlington Heights. I think we're, I think we're, I'm thinking about a Wilbon Wonderland. So what can we do to develop Arlington Heights to make that a destination for the fine people of Chicago as well? You couldn't, you couldn't, I'm 65 years old. I have lived all or part of my years in Chicago, all or part of them. I've never been to Arlington Heights. Oh, yes, you have. No, I haven't. We should You've change never been to the track? You've never been to the track? No. No, I well, can't go now. It's was been destroyed. Track. My dad was a track guy. He was. He was a track guy, Sylvie. But, I, but, but as an adult, once I even got... I, my father wanted me to go to that. I'm like, I'm not going to track. <laughs> I was, it, wasn't, it just wasn't what I... And he, he loved the track. But, but let me ask you this, though. Maybe I have been. Do Walter Payton live in Arlington Heights? I believe he. he and the hill was there. Wasn't the training hill in Arlington yes, Heights? Yes. So okay. So maybe going to Walter's home at one point, maybe that got me to Arlington Heights. But that that was man. It's like once. It's once. That's it. No. Or let, and I'm not, you know, and, 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 and nobody, let me just let me just advise you guys, as somebody who grew up in the city, <laughs> nobody in the city gives a damn what happens in Arlington Heights. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not nice. Well, what, I know that wasn't nice, but it's true. Well, I mean, what about no, we caring don't, about we your fellow man? What about your fellow man? No, we're, no We're all Illinoisans. Is that a word, Illinoisans? Illinoisans, yeah. Fig- figure out how to get, you know, downtown. All right, let me ask Public you this. transportation, you know, you can, you can do it. Wow. What are you hearing, what, if at all, about how are they going to create more parking if they're going to keep, like, the, the Soldier Field footprint? And, and No idea. Yeah. Well, the Soldier Field, no, no, no. You, well, I think, here, look, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys. Have I, been par- have I been privy to some of the discussions? Yes, I have. Do, do do I know? First of all, I think they have to keep Soldier Field, or at least like as a park, keep, yeah, or something like that. You, we can you, make you, that you the world on Wonderland. Keep, you can't, yes. you can't get rid of Soldier Field. Come on now, I mean, let's have some well, sort of sense of history. It's not a Chicago. landmark. You it's, can't do that. It's not a landmark. They'll probably keep the colonnades, make it a park. Sylvie, they'll make it one. Come on, my high Saint Ignatius is a landmark. You know, come on, stop it. Stop okay, it. You okay. guys went down this road once with me. Fine, I'll, you, they're, they're, they're they're make not going now to you're just being a bully, Mike. Now now you're just being know. a bully. You're being a bully now. Look, I'm not an I'm not an adversary of Friends of the Park. Make it a park. I don't what do I care. Or a landmark. It is a park. Or a you, landmark. The, the point is, the bigger point for our discussion here is you can't tear it down, and they're not. I, I don't think. I, I, now I, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not going. On, I'm not going to die on the hill on that position. I don't believe they'll tear it down. But you've got all that space just south adjacent. Well, Come on, nobody's going to say you can't tear down McCormick Place, the old building. Okay, you can. This is kind of where I'd like to interject something that we've talked about in the past. Our affinity what? 
for Arlington Heights was because we thought it was a place that had an, not infinite, but a large amount of land that would allow the organization not only to build this fabulous facility that could host not just Bears games, but, but Final Fours and Super Bowls and other stuff and have access better. So I think we've always said, listen, if we can use a plot of land somewhere downtown that can provide the same availability, then I'm all for it. Is there a track of land down here that would offer them the same level of flexibility with regard to space and building and all that stuff? No, no. And, and, and the, 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 the naive part of this, Tom, and I, so, so I'm editorializing, Chicago is not getting the stuff you guys want us to get. Nor do we need to. Final Four, I'd love to have it, but you have to have a 25,000-seat arena, and that means the football stadium would have to be inside. I hate that notion. That's just me. going to happen. But we're not getting it. We're not getting you know, a Super Bowl. Yeah, we don't need a Super Bowl. Yes, said that they, yesterday. No, what, no, Jared Payton no, asked no. him a question at, 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 Super Bears, at the event Super Bowl. yesterday. That I'll bet you on. We get a Super you Bowl. Think, you, think, you think that Roger Goodell doesn't know who Jared Payton is? Of course. He knew when Jared yeah, asked they, him. The man of the of year. The, yeah. Of course. I'm just hey, saying Jared asked him the question. Yes, we, well, yeah, we are. Listen, we're not getting the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't we get a Super Bowl? I get a condo. I because get a con- no one wants to come to Chicago they in February. They went to Minneapolis. They went by to the Detroit. Way, oh, listen, by the way, by the way, Minneapolis is a much better party time in the winter. In the winter. <laughs> Not that we are in the summer because we're the best summertime whoa, 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 city whoa, in America. Whoa, whoa. You say Minneapolis is Minneapolis, a better winter time than had, us? They had Prince. They have Prince. If you can promise Not us anymore. maybe yeah, a combination of Shaka Khan and who else we got? Who we got? We got Chance. Who else? We, we, we can't, Kanye. We can't even, yeah. we can't even offer him up. Wait, who did you say still alive? Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy. Okay. I mean, Buddy Buddy going to be around for the Super Bowl? Don't you know years? our roots? Yeah. Don't you know our roots? Come on. Oh, oh like I you're know. A city guy. We don't have Ramsey. We don't, we don't have Ramsey Lewis anymore. Guy. Um, Shaka Khan is not a suburban person. She's a city girl, my neighborhood. And we're not getting a Super Bowl, nor do we need one. Because nobody wants to come to Chicago in February. I I have a place there, and I won't come. You guys know I'll come in and sit with you most months. When do I not come sit with you? By the way, didn't they oh, have today? an NBA All-Star game here in the yes, dead of winter? Of course they did. Okay, so the NBA do. All-Star game. He's that's wrong not on Super saying. Bowl. I'm just He's saying. wrong on Super this one. Bowl's a, when when, when Super they get the Super week. Bowl, he is going to pay for my hotel room for the entire week for Super Bowl <laughs> week, okay? When we get the Super Bowl, you, you are going to pay Filby. for my hotel room downtown so I can enjoy all the parties. Filby. One of the things, the only thing that Matthew hasn't been to is a Super Bowl. He and Jordan, my nephew, have not been to a Super Bowl. And the promise is you guys get one Super Bowl. You get one. And, and, and if, it, if the Bears are in it, you get whatever that is in addition. Okay. Let me just tell you this right now. If the Super Bowl is in Chicago, I wouldn't show up at it. Oh, the hater. No, I, I, love, I, know, I love my hometown. I know what it is, and I know what it isn't. It's 43 it is degrees and to, sunny right now. It is now. not a place to – and you think that's good. That's the problem. <laughs> Didn't Kevin Warren be, also sell us that be, wherever this like building is going to be made? There would be other cities of people laughing at you. I, Kevin said what? I think Kevin Warren has actually – hasn't he uttered the phrase, "If when our new building is up, yes. we will get a Super Bowl? Yes, yes. Something about like and that. And the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. And, well, I, I, 
Yeah, Big Ten championship array. On that, I'm just. Um, um, by the way, I would love. I want. I like all that stuff. I don't want to be in Chicago for a week in February. Not in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. We, all, we listen, teens, Mike. We're not going to be. We're not, all we're, of which have been my hometown. We're, for we're not going to be on the ro- Super Bowl rotation. We just, just one, time. one time. It's one time. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there in February. I'm not there with you guys today. Right. If, if you would say, "Well, I will fly you in, come in for nothing," I would say, uh, "Can we wait till June?" When did you get to be so soft? It's like that Greeny commercial that's on. This is yeah, definitely on eight hundred times an hour. He's wearing the 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 huge overcoat and the yeah, hat. I and... need mittens in his forty eight. <laughs> look, look. When you leave, you guys haven't left. When you leave, you wimpify. Yeah, yeah. I, I admit, I don't. I'm not going to stand here pounding my chest and say I'm as tough as I was when I was growing up in West Chatham because I'm not. But I'm never coming there for a Super Bowl, and neither is anybody else outside like the greater upper Midwest. Nobody's doing that. All right, Michael. Enjoy the rest of the day. We're talking to Erlacher next. You want to say anything to Brian? Are you? Yes. Well, so Brian is here, I presume, with me in the desert. We're both getting rained on. I'm looking at the car thermometer. It's 55, and I'm putting on, like, you know, uh, the biggest parka you could see at 55 degrees, and I need mittens. I don't know who you are anymore. I I don't know who you are anymore. You know. So, Brian, just tell Brian I said hello from the desert like he is and hope I catch up with him soon. You got it. All right, Thank Michael. You, Mike. See ya. All right, you guys. There he is. Be safe. Michael Wilbon. <laughs> Unbelievable. They are getting a Super Bowl as soon as the stadium is built. I think so, built. too. Yeah. All right. Erlacher's going to join us. A lot of people asking where the hell did Lombardi go. He now is, is he slated for six or was that now? Yeah, no, six o'clock. So he's in for six. We think. So we'll Stay try tuned. one more time. Stay tuned. Um, Erlacher, the Hall of Famer, uh, joins us coming up. And will he be joined in Canton by another one of his former teammates this summer? Find out coming up next.